0: Love Talk Radio. You
1: might see me
2: Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. Help for HD Live is brought to you by Help for HD International and is made possible by our sponsors Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host Katie Jackson and today our guest are Miss Vicki Owen and Stacy Sargent. Both Vicky and Stacy are part of Help for HD. Um, they are huge, huge um, they make huge impact in our company, so I'm excited to have them both on. Vicki heads up our law enforcement education program and Stacy does a lot of our J H D advisory and also um, has been working with Vicki this year on law enforcement by traveling, traveling and exhibiting at state and law enforcement meetings. Excuse my voice and my foggy brain. I have a summer cold, so bear with me. Um, these ladies together this year educated hundreds of law enforcement agents about Huntington's disease and juvenile Huntington's disease. They just got back from Georgia, chief of police annual summer conference. So we are excited to hear from them today and talk about how this year went with law enforcement and our Leap In program. Leap program as far as exhibiting um, in Alabama and Georgia. So, thank you for coming on the show with us today. And um, for those for who having don't us. know you, yeah. And um, I, I think majority of our listeners have had um, you guys both on before for different different reasons. For but I, before we go, let's talk a little bit about yourself and just give us a little bit of background on you and how HD or JHD has impacted your life. And we can start with Miss Owen.
1: Well, I guess I can say that Huntington's came into our family, um, our Tom and my family, in 2010. It was a huge learning curve for us because we didn't know it was in his family at all. And um, we have since learned a lot about Huntington's disease and, um, of course, got involved with Help for HD and became advocates. For Help for HD, and uh, that's all I have to say about that for right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is us giving you a lot of stuff to, to help us with in this company all the time. Um, oh, so, well, uh, I enjoyed uh, uh, it. Stacy, well, we love it. We love having you as a part of us. So, um, Stacy, let's talk a little bit about um, how um, HD has impacted your life.
0: Um, Back in 2009, my son, Corey, was diagnosed at the age of 15 with JHD after several years of being misdiagnosed with other problems. Um, Even as a nurse, I did not know that JHD existed, so it was a huge um, learning curve for us as well. Um, And then 2010... Um, A friend of ours saw us struggling to to pay our bills and get Corey the medical stuff he needed. So, Corey's crusade, a motorcycle ride um, here in Georgia, was born. And I've been doing it every year since. Um, Corey passed away um, exactly two years and nine months ago. December will be three years. And... I promised him I was going to advocate until there was a cure, or as long as there was breath in my body, and so here I am.
2: Yeah, I can't even believe it. it's almost been three years. It seems like yesterday that that um, I remember going going through this with you, and and are the community. Really going through this because Corey was such a huge part of the community and was out there and such a huge advocate. You guys as a family, so I know this really rocked yeah. the community um, when Corey passed, and um, and so. Uh, but boy, his memory his memory definitely lives on, and the fight lives on with it, with you and his dad for sure. Uh, with all that you guys do. Um, So tell us a little bit about why you feel it is important to educate law enforcement and first responders. I'm sure both of you guys have had stories that you've heard from friends or has happened to yourself. Um, So kind of let's start with you, Vicki, just telling us why you feel it's important.
1: Well, I think it's important. Um, The reason I got involved to begin with was back in 2014 when the young man from West Virginia was so brutally arrested for having HD um, because a good Samaritan called the police, thinking he was on drugs or drunk and had children with him. And um, so I decided that I'm going to step in and try to do as much as I can to make law enforcement and first all first responders um, understand and to. Um, <sighs> recognize, I guess, the symptoms and to differentiate between a real, an actual person being on drugs or being under the influence of alcohol. And um, since I've been doing the law enforcement education, I have found that they've been very responsive to learning about this, and it's, they've seen what, how it's beneficial not only to the patient, but to them also.
2: Yeah, and I think that's really interesting as well is that when I, I talk to you when you get back from small trainings or large trainings, how you talk about how they feel like they're they're so thankful because it keeps them safe as well. So it's kind of like it does. our yeah. goal is to keep our patients safe. Their goal is to keep themselves safe. So having this program is really important. Um, so, Stacey, well, how about you? Tell us a little bit about why you feel this program is important and close to you.
0: Um, Well, like I said, I was a nurse for 10 years when Corey was diagnosed and never knew it existed in juveniles, nor did 20 of my coworkers or EMS friends um, know that it existed. So we all sort of started spreading the word um, locally, you know, through different, different counties, different departments. But my thing with the law enforcement was I saw where a young man had been arrested for a crime as a teenager was serving his sentence and while in jail um, he started exhibiting symptoms and declining and declining very rapidly and by the time the family could get in to see him he was near death and it took them a lot to get his sentence overturned and get him into the proper care and you know had had anyone in in law enforcement ever come across you know someone with Huntington, maybe they would have known and maybe and maybe he wouldn't have gotten as bad as he was before he was able to get help
2: yeah and I think I think um my hus- you know, my husband was a sheriff before he had to stop working because of HD, and I think the thing that bothered him the most were the um, inmates that came into the jails um, that had Huntington's because my husband felt they were so vulnerable and, um, you know, and they weren't getting the right treatments. And um, so I think that was the hardest thing, him knowing that he would tested positive for the mutation, but still working and seeing people affected by hD in in the jails because that that's very common in Sacramento alone. we yeah. had multiple people in the jails um, with Huntington's under my husband, when my husband was working in um, in that facility. so um, yeah, I think that it touches all of us when we see that happen, and at least if it, law enforcement can understand what's going on. Um, It just makes it a little bit easier, I think, uh, for the the patients and the families going through this. Um, So tell us a little bit about your experience in Georgia and Alabama this year. These are two states we have not been to, so this is a really exciting year for us because we kind of moved out of California and Florida and went into Georgia and Alabama. So, uh, Vic, let's start with you and tell us a little bit about your experience going into these new states. Well,
1: I think um, I was actually quite surprised because, you know, you see stories about the southern states and law enforcement and how they have that persona uh walk tall and carry a big stick. And I didn't know if we were going to be, you know, um, what do I want to say, how how we were going to be um has
0: or, or accepted, yeah
1: exactly That's but um, so I was very surprised, especially when we went to Alabama, how very uh responsive they were to us, and I mean, they asked all kinds of questions we I know that we had done the smaller summer <laughs> excuse me the uh smaller summer conference. And when we came back, Stacey and I came back for the large one in the winter. Um, We had asked some of the, you know, officers, did you use our training um, flash drive? Oh, yeah, and it was, you know, we've incorporated into our program, and um, they had even more questions for us, and I I was really surprised. And uh, Georgia was also a pretty small conference, which also surprised me, as big a state as it is. But um, I think we've had really good response from all of the officers. You know, I don't think we had anything negative. So, you know, I think I think what we're doing is a good thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Stacy, how did you feel about attending these two conferences this year?
0: Um, I agree with what Vicki said because I know. Um, the winter conference or the the second conference in Alabama was my first conference. And there were a couple of officers that came up and said, you're not the same lady as, you know, the last time. And I'm like, no, I'm different, but, you know, how can I help you? And, and they were like, well, we used the flash drive and we really liked it. And, um, we just wanted to come by and say hello. And, um, so So that was great, knowing that it was it was being used and then in Georgia, it being our first time, um a lot of the officers uh brought their families with them, and even the families were standing there listening while we were educating their their officer loved ones about huntington's and actually ended up um a couple of of, of ladies were in the school district. And so we told them about juvenile Huntington's disease, and so they even took a flash drive so that they could take it back to their schools.
1: Yeah, and I think too That's that you awesome. know a lot of them, a lot of them came back and said you know that they're getting so much more training on mental issues um, that yeah. they have to, they have to do, and so many of them have incorporated Huntington's into their program. And I think that's awesome. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, So I was going to ask you guys, because I know when I went to the IACP um, conference, you guys, the the LEAP program is already in full effect, um, because we went uh, two years after our LEAP program when I attended it uh, with Katrina. And it was so cool because we were working the booth, and this was in San Diego, and um, the IACP is the international. uh, So people come from all over the United States. And they came, a man came up to us and said, I don't need the flash drive. I already have it. I live in Florida. Of course they're trained in Florida because Vicky lives in Florida and she, <laughs> she's pressed that state hard. Um, but um, he said, I just want you to know that we use this and our recruits have to watch this and thank you so much. And that was really a huge impact for me to, one, to show it works what we're, what we're doing, right? It's working. People know. Mm-hmm. And enough to an officer to come up and thank us. For, um, for the training they'd received. Um, so I thought that was really cool. So did you guys experience anything like that? Um, while you were there, any stories that were kind of worth showing our listeners how important this, this really program and how effective it really is?
1: Well, other than the fact that, you know, when you do both the conferences, like the summer conference and the winter conference, you, get, you reach different people. because not everybody comes to both of them. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But the ones that attend both of them do remember you, and they do ask about you. I've had, you know, officers come up <clears throat> at the winter uh, conference in Alabama. I didn't have Tom downstairs with me at the time. Where's that older gentleman that has Huntington's? We'd like to talk to him again. You know, so it, we know that what we're doing is good. I mean, it, it is getting awareness out there. And they are remembering it. Yeah. Yeah. Stacey,
2: do you have any stories that besides you uh you shooting like a ninety nine percent and blowing all the guys out of the water that made them pay attention to you <laughs> a little bit, I bet. For you being to say, <laughs> okay,
0: okay, now if I shoot a ninety nine percent you better listen to me about Huntington's
2: disease. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> no, no
0: we had we had one guy that um he came back to the table and he remembered that Vicky was from Florida and I was from Georgia, and, and he said that um, he actually knows he has a guy with Huntington's disease that is constantly in, in trouble in his town. And sometimes they have to bring him to the jail to to, to sleep it off, you know, when he is drinking. And so he sort of pulled me aside and, and asked me, he says, where can I get this man some support? And me being a little familiar with Alabama, I was like, okay, well, he would have to drive a couple of hours here or he'd have to drive a couple of hours there. Um, get him online. I told him about our website. I told him, you know, if he had a Facebook, look us up on Facebook, you know, um, and gave him Gave him every pamphlet we had there with us at the conference, and in addition to what I'd already given him, to say here, give this to this man or give it to his family. So,
1: right, he was, and I have he was really eager a, to help. Yeah, I have. A, I did a local um, police uh, education day here, and one of the uh, sergeants said that he knew of a lady. Well. In the beginning, he said, well, yeah, we have this homeless lady. She said she's got Huntington's disease, but he said, I know she's on meth. And I said, if she said she had Huntington's disease, she has Huntington's. That's not a disease that you just pick out of the air, you know. So I went back and talked to him later, and she is on meth, but she also does have Huntington's disease. And he knows where she lives, and I found, you know, information from our social worker at our center of excellence um, where he could get her some help. So I gave him that information and I said, please, when you see her again, give her this information. It will be up to her to get the help. But at least he knows now that, you know, yes, they can be on drugs. Yes, they can be drunk. But if they say they have Huntington's disease, believe it. You know? Yeah,
2: absolutely. And I know that, Vicki, we, we really talked about that case a lot. And, you know, there is sometimes, yeah. I think that's what is this, it's important, this, this program, because it brings education and awareness and a little bit of empathy to these officers who are dealing um, with the patient or our, our HD loved one. But the one thing is, you know, in a couple of these cases, they were on narcotics and they were, they were committing crimes. And so we kind of, this program has been frustrating with, Frustrating! Frustrating! I can't even talk <laughs> uh, at times for us because because um, we, we then we go okay wait they did commit a crime they were on drugs um, mm-hmm. you know we want to help them so we, and we we kind of you know bang our heads against the wall trying to find support and resources and things and then then a lot of times the patients actually don't do that they so. Yeah you know, that's okay too. At least we know that the people who are going to be, you know, people that are, they're going to come in contact with are aware that they're sick and that they need a little, they do need empathy and they need to be treated with respect and they need medication, right? So when they get into that jail system Mm -hmm. and there is nurses on staff know that their, their case is more complex and they need help.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So
2: I know that there's, we we weren't expecting that going into this when the, you know, I, I know Vicki and I, we've, we've consulted over a lot of different things, but it was like, well, you know, but the officers say that they did X, Y, and Z, and we're like, oh, wait. <laughs> okay, we have to think yeah. outside the box now. Um, <laughs> but, we, but we do that. We do that as a team, as a, team, um, as a lead team. We do try to talk to social workers and other advisors and, and try to, see what we can do for people, um, if we can help with anything. Um, I think that one thing that's really, really important about these trainings, and I found this at the IAC, Mike and um, my husband with Huntington's that's symptomatic, and Bub, um, Katrina Hamill's uh, brother, who, who is symptomatic. Um, I think it is important to have people with Huntington's at these conferences, if we can't, because we want the officers to be able to interact um, with people with HD. So I thought that was really effective having the boys, but I know with us at that. But Tom is like a champion, and he goes to all of these. He goes to local, he goes to state, he goes to national conferences. He is our um, definitely our champion. So, uh, so Vicky, tell us how you find that law enforcement agents respond to Tom and how they interact
1: with him. Well, they. And basically they love Tom a lot better than me. <laughs> they have to listen to me, you know. They have to listen to me give a uh presentation, you know. And um but they see him and he's always right there with me and they can see that he's got some Korea and he you know, when they speak to him that he's got the slurred speech, they watch him walk in um which it's getting much worse now and like with my local Um, Sheriff's office we have a huge County of sheriffs And um, so we do them every Couple of months and they Like to interact with Tom a lot And I play a little game with Them Um, I always Give um, get A volunteer from you know The officers and I Have them come up front and I'll ask questions Of Tom and then I'll ask questions of them And they can see the difference In the response time how long it takes him to think about what the answer is, uh, where, you know, they make snap answers. And um, and the one thing that he always, always does, he will reach in his pocket for his wallet to show them he's got a card that says he has HD. Well, we know with law enforcement, you don't reach into your pockets. (laughs) And so I'll say, Tom, don't do that. But he's going to do it anyway. And they, see, they finally right. get it yeah. when they see that, that he's not going to stop because all that's in his mind at that moment, I have to get my card. I have to show it to him. And he'll take it out of his pocket and he'll, he passes it around, you know. But um, that's, you know, and at the end of the session, I always hand out surveys, uh, short surveys to ask, you know, how we can improve the program, what did they like about it. Almost every time, the most thing—the most thing that they like about the program—is interacting with Tom. Yeah, and yeah. It that, definitely that makes Tom feel impact. good because, yeah. yeah, because he feels like he's doing his part, you know. And um, yeah, he is. But they mm-hmm. can see it firsthand. Yeah, They see it firsthand. So. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Yeah, I I'm I always think it's just so so um so great that Tom is willing to do that. I know that there's been resistance lately because H D does that, but um he mm-hmm. still he still shows up for the occasion.
1: And he does. Awesome. He did not want to go to man. Savannah. <laughs> right, Stace? Uh, he, <laughs> he did not, not wanna be there. <laughs> he didn't want Stacey to help him out of the car when we got to the hotel. He didn't want to be there. All you wanna do was go home. Once yeah. he was there, he was okay, but it was, you know, it yeah. took a little more coaxing this time.
0: So. Yeah. Once he yeah. saw the uh, the boats on the uh, river, the the cargo ships and the tugboats, and he he enjoyed sitting there and watching those. He'd have been happy if we just sat him there on the river and left him alone. Yeah. And let right. him be. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah.
2: Um. So, Stacy, um, this is uh, obviously you are an expert in JHD. You've lived HD, you, JHD, and no one knows uh, JHD better than a mother. Um, that child was impacted by HG, JHD. So, tell me, um, did you find that law enforcement agents at the meeting were listening as you spoke to them about JHD? Because this is a huge thing too. Even though it's a it's a rare population, it doesn't matter. They're going to come in contact with bruising and 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 con- you know possible. <clears throat> they will think it's neglect when it's not. Uh, we saw that with Kenzer's story and so many other stories. So how do you feel yeah. um, JHD is represented at these things?
0: Well, and, and I did tell them that, that uh, if they had um, particularly y- younger adults or teens that they found were always in trouble with the law or that there were a lot of family disputes and um, or domestic disputes at a residence, I said, you know, I said it, it is a family disease and I and I and I was honest with him. I said, Me and my husband fought like cats and dogs you know, before my son's diagnosis because of the stress of not knowing and even did sure. for a while after. And I said, sure. So, you know, if you're if you have a teen who's, you know, getting into trouble, it might be a good idea to to ask about family history. I said, because it's not always Things that they can control, um, and I did tell yep. him about um, there is a lot of um, behavior issues, especially you know mm-hmm. in the children that that Corey used to make up some of the wildest stories about stuff wow. that happened and it didn't, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and the falls and the bruising and and stuff like that. So. Uh, one of the officers said, "You know, well, you know, I've got a kid that's probably thirteen, fourteen. That yeah, we're always getting calls to the house, and and I said, yeah sit down and ask them.' You know, I said, but then again, I said, and I tell them, in my case, you know, I didn't know there was a history in my ex husband's family. So we, you know, had they had an officer ever asked me, I would have been like, 'No, you know, everything's fine here.' But um, right, right." They did listen, and, and one of the guys, like I said, he, he does have a team that's in and out of trouble, and 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 I did tell him, I said, it may not be Huntington; It could be an array of things, but, you know, it's always something to consider when you have behavior issues with the same person over and over and over, and uh, but right. they were very yeah. open, you know, to, you know, okay, yeah, I may, you know, sit him down next time, and you know, what they asked, what what do we look for in JHD? And so I handed them a JHD pamphlet, and so they were looking through it and said, yeah, he's got this and this, and we don't know about the rest. And I said, well, sit down with his family and ask them. And it may be that's that fun. he's having a medical yeah. issue. Yeah, and and that's so good
2: to have those, those brochures there. I mean, you just made me think of something I actually have never even thought of, to have that brochure there for them to take. With them is so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, um, so, no, I I always love when Stacy's able to go to these meetings and really talk about JHD as well um, because we need to be hitting both JHD and HD at these meetings and bringing awareness and education to the law enforcement agents that are attending these on both HD and JHD as well. Um, So, Vicki, tell us what is up next and what we are going to see coming out of our LEAP program in 2019.
1: Well, uh, in two weeks, or less than two weeks, we're having our third annual strikeout HD softball tournament. So we're looking forward to having that, and uh hope we raise lots of money for you, Katie. <laughs> and it is being played by, um, actually this year we have new members of the fire rescue teams, and we have two HD family teams playing in the tournament this year. So we're looking forward to seeing everybody there. And then in 2019, we're going to launch uh, a new part of the LEAP program, which includes the fire rescue and EMTs, um, because you never know who, you know, they're going to both respond to a domestic case or an accident or whatever, and it's up to the first responder, responders to assess the situation and decide who's gonna take charge of you know, the situation. So it's important for both of them to understand um, what they're looking at, what they're looking for, and how to uh, deal with the problem. Yep. Yep. And I, I think that this is such a this is so
2: exciting for us. And we've been all been working kind of strategizing and and being on conference calls about this new program and um, and constructing it. And um, I think that's really cool. Why we we actually have have expanded it is because fire the fire departments were coming to Vicky and asking her for training. Um, so it's almost right. like they came to us and asked us for this, which is really really cool. Um, one that they're interested in learning. Um, and so I, I'm really excited because it's. I think we would have definitely thought of it eventually. But I think for them to come to us and ask for training um, because they see what we've done with law enforcement is really exciting. Right, um, right. Yep. And, yep. of course, and, we hope and to the,
1: okay. attend another police chief conference. <laughs> Haven't picked a yep. state yep. yet, but we'd like to do another, you know, take on another state. So there's yep. lots of good things going to happen next year. Yeah, yeah. And
2: I think, um, yeah, I think we definitely um, need to start going to the new states and we're, we're other states than we've already been to, so we've been talking about that. We, next year we're all keeping our finger, fingers crossed that funding comes through, um, and right. we'll push hard <laughs> for that to happen to continue to grow and expand our program. Um, so yeah so, so that is definitely something and I think that one thing that talking about this EMT and fire we have to remember that the first on the scene is usually a fire department right they're usually the very first people mm-hmm. there um, on a call um, and we have to remember you know our loved ones have choking um, has there's choking hazards that they lay them wrong and there's behaviors and there's psychosis and there's so much and even JHD you know we have there's so much we have to cover uh, for these first on the scene um, because we all know that Um, Huntington's disease we have we deal with crisis and we deal with um, accidents and uh, there's so much so if we can maybe have a little awareness when those uh, first respondents come on uh, onto our in you know into our homes or onto our property um, I think that that's that's something golden and we need that so um, thank you both of you for all that you've done um, for for LEAP this year Uh, wrapping it up this year it's it's I look back and I think it's been a huge success um I think, Vicki, you've done an amazing job like you do every year, and I look forward to yeah, thank seeing your team. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't have a well, LEAP program. Well, if anyone uh, would,
1: you know, anybody yeah. wants to have more information on the LEAP program, there, you know, feel free to contact me. I'd be glad to, you know, send out information to those people that would like to help in their local communities too.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um and then, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a side note. I'm gonna throw a sidebar out real quick, and then we'll get off the show. And it's not for you, Vicky, because I know that you do not like when I do that. And I work with you every day, so I'm not <laughs> gonna do that to you. Um, but Stacey, let's talk. Are you gonna be showing a movie soon
0: um, in Georgia? I'm gonna yes, throw the, um, the curveball at you. <laughs> yeah, um, my legion has been so busy and so booked up, just getting it. Me being able to get a date in there has been um a challenge, and then I've been waiting for family members who've been having surgery to to recover to come um be able to come to the legion to see it and I'm looking at possibly um end of October early November
2: awesome. That's, that's exciting. Yeah,
0: we want the warriors shown as much as possible,
2: um, and so I'm excited for that event for sure, and to hear about it. Um, you know, I think we've had we've premiered it now three times, um, so it's exciting um, to see the warriors out there. You can always purchase the warriors. Um, you can get you find um, the links to purchase the Warriors on our website at www.helpforhd.org. Um, all the money raised from that uh, goes directly to JHD Research at UC Davis, California, um, under uh, Kyle Fink's uh, research for Juvenile Huntington's, um, and then also for any law enforcement, um, uh, we have. And if you go to www.helpforhd.org. Um, and you're wondering what this program looks like, you can go to the top tab and go under programs, go into law enforcement education or LEAP, uh, and that will pull up actually the videos that Vicki and uh, Stacy have used to help train um, the ones that Vicki shows at her her smaller training for recruits and and officers actually already on the streets. Um, so you can see all those. Our brochures are available as well. All of our contact information is our first names at help4hd.org. You can contact me for anything about helpforhd HD at kdkatie at help We have a symposium coming up. We have lots of events. So if you have any questions about that, you can always email me anytime and I will help you. We have a couple scholarships still available for symposiums, so you can also email me about those if you'd like to attend with us in Des Moines, Iowa on October 13th. If you want to talk about law enforcement, you can always email Vicky, it's V I C K I, at help4hd.org. Um, if you need anything about law enforcement and mostly juvenile Huntington's disease, if you need to reach out, you have any questions, or you need support, you can always email Stacy. Stacy is S-T-A-C-E-Y at help4hd.org. Um, you can email all of us anytime you need anything, and we will uh, get in contact with you as soon as we can. Um, we are always here. Uh, I think that is it. I think we can wrap up the show. Thank you both for coming on. And um, just to let everyone in Virginia and the Carolines, I everyone mean, with that, storm coming we're dealing with two ladies on the phone that are very i'm in california but um that are very familiar with with hurricanes and storms living in georgia and florida um we keep you guys all in our prayers and our thoughts um and if you need anything please reach out um uh, if you need any support uh we will try our best to uh, get you in the right direction or see if we can help as well so um As always, you can contact us or go to our website, www.help4hd.org. Until then, everyone over there um, on the East Coast, please stay safe, um, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks, ladies.
1: Thanks for having us, Katie.